TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. It's The Scoop with Darren Dookie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News. We are back until we can't be anymore. I hope you are staying strong and staying safe. This is Scoop Podcast Episode 290. On episode 289, there were a lot of Vikings notes and conversations with Panthers wide receiver, former Viking Brandon Zilstra, and his younger brother, NFL draft prospect from Minnesota State Mankato, Shane Zilstra. I'll make this very much basketball-centric, although I will begin with a conversation, my dear friend, my colleague, my boss, KSTP Television Sports Director Joe Schmidt had the other day with Twins President Dave St. Peter. So let's start there. Then we'll get to some notes on the basketball front, including conversations also with Zeke Naji, his younger sister Maya Naji, one of the best sophomore basketball players in the country, high school-wise, and Brian Cosgriff, the head coach of the Hopkins girls basketball team, 62 consecutive victories. They were on their way to a second straight state title but could not play in that championship game last weekend. But we begin this episode with Joe Schmidt talking with Twins president Dave St. Peter. So the Twins plan, let's start with uh, for fans. Well, I think at this point we're just trying to communicate everything we know with fans. Uh, we know our season's going to be delayed probably until at least the middle part of May. And going forward, we're going to try to be really proactive, allow, allowing fans to understand that should we ultimately miss games, should the MLB season be truncated, uh, what are their options around ticket uh, credits, ticket refunds. As we sit here today, Major League Baseball has been consistent in saying that we're going to play as many games as we can. So I would ask fans to, to be patient to, uh, as we get deeper into this, better understand what the schedule could look like for makeup games and, and, and ultimately how many games we will play. That will go a long way in determining which games are full credits, which games are, are going to be refunded, which games are going to be rescheduled. For employees. Well, we're trying to always put our people first, Joe, and whether it be our players, our coaches, um, all of our staff, um, you know, we're, we're trying to, one, ensure they're safe, uh, two, ensure that we're doing the right thing by them in terms of allowing them to work remotely and in a safe environment. Um, we're working hard to try to make sure that we are trying to mitigate some lost wages for some of the game day staff that make up the target field experience. Um, and we're really taking it day by day, again, trying to communicate in a proactive manner so that they know what's going on and they have the ability to ask questions. And uh, there's nothing more important than our people. And, and so you mentioned you, the, the people who come here to work that yeah. sell the hot dogs and clean the stadium after uh, those hourly, hourly people. Well, our game day staff is, is, uh, is, is equally important to the target field experience as our players. That's how we view it. And the people that, that, that work for the Twins um, obviously are central to that. We're going to pledge upwards of a million dollars to help mitigate some lost wages. Um, we're going to be coming out with more details on that in the days to come. Um, but that's really, you know, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do. And it's for us, it's a small um, token of our appreciation for everything that they mean to us and what, everything they mean to our fans. So you had this team about 90% ready to go and boom. And nobody saw this coming. Yeah, you know, obviously it's a, it's a great example of, uh, you know, life happens, right? And, you know, I think from a Twins perspective, 
once you kind of understand that your people are safe and you have the right protocols in place and you're communicating with your fans, I think you, you kind of uh, take some level of comfort knowing that once we begin playing, and we believe we will begin playing, that we have a really good baseball team and that we're going to be a, a in the hunt to compete not just for the division title but hopefully for a world title. Uh, how a shorter season could play into that, um, all those other dynamics that are going to be unique and different. Um, I like our chances with Rocco Baldelli and the culture, the environment we've created. Um, but I think the biggest thing right now is, you know, you set aside all that, you worry about your people, and you just, I think you preach. Opening day will come. It'll come when the time is right, and it will be a big, big deal, not just to the Twins, but to Twins territory. You know, it, it's almost like weighing the difference between frustration and then a little bit of uh, reality, like you were talking about perspective and sports. Yeah, you know, again, life has a tendency to, I think, humble us and to, you know, kind of remind us what's most important. And what's going on in the globe right now is unprecedented. And, you know, baseball, frankly, looks pretty small compared to those issues. Uh, but there's a point when baseball is going to need to play a role. Uh, it has historically played a significant role, as other sports have, in allowing America to heal. And I think baseball is, frankly, uniquely positioned to play a lead role in that again. And the Twins, with a team that is beloved by our fan base and uh, near the top of the league in terms of every metric around how we should compete, um, I think should be a lot of fun. And I think that's, for our fans, something that they're looking forward to every single day. Are you proud of the way the organization has handled this from the players to, to everybody? Because I'm sure at first, once the emotions get out of the way, then you got to figure out, okay, now what are we dealing with? How are we going to deal with it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you consider the season we're coming off and the team we've assembled, it would be easy to see a lot of frustration amongst our, our players, our, our manager, our coaches. Um, but I haven't seen that. What, what I have seen is a lot of humanity, a lot of concern about each other, concern about others in the organization, and concern about our fans and the community at large. And the way we've gone about our business, particularly the last week, since it became clear we weren't going to be playing baseball anytime soon, I think I'm more proud of that than I am anything else that has happened uh, over the course of the last several months. Um, we've handled it, I think, with a level of professionalism. We haven't got everything right, but we've tried to do the right thing by our people and by our community. And that's something I think that all of sports uh, over the course of the last week has gotten more right than wrong, and uh, that's a good thing. At the end of the day, when this thing is over, and hopefully a lot of people are safe, you're right. People are really going to be hungry. I mean, they, they really are. It will be, it'll be like the World Series on opening day. Yeah, you know, we, we all are such avid sports fans, and, you know, there's a, there's a void in our lives right now. We, we don't have that, that, that nightly fix. Um, I, I can only imagine where that's going to be a month from now or two months from now. And when you couple that with great weather and a chance to come out to Target Field, uh, I fully expect our fans are going to come out in droves when we tell them that they have the ability to come into Target Field and watch this baseball team. Until then, we'll hunker down, but we'll do so with an understanding that baseball will be back, and it'll be back in a very special way with the Bomba Squad. Someday uh, when you write your book, this will be an interesting chapter. Well, you'll write the book. But, um, you know, I've, I've had the, you know, I've been in this thing for 30 years, Joe, and, I've, you know, like you, you, you think you've seen everything. We haven't seen everything, and this is another 
um, uh, I, I think, opportunity for us to learn. Uh, it's another opportunity for us to maybe um, maybe take some stock in you know, what's really important and, uh, again, try to put ourselves in a position where we can make the community better. And at the end of the day, that's uh, probably the most important thing that the Twins try to do every single year. You want to hit on anything that I missed? I don't think so, other than I would just say that there's still a hope we're going to play as many games as possible. So it's important to not... You know, get into specifics, whether it's 110 or 120 or 150, the season could look different. We could add games on at the end. We could play a series of doubleheaders. We could move the postseason. I think um, fans are going to have to be patient to kind of understand what that schedule format is going to look like at the end of the day. And, we, and it could look markedly different than the schedule does today. Yeah. And most importantly, when the heck's bobblehead day? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but even all that, that could all change. You know, oh, we yeah. might be moving things around, and I'm hoping fans will. I think, you know, that is one thing I'd say. Fans have been amazingly patient with us. I think the, the level of anxiety that permeates our world, I think fans understand that this is all new for us. Uh, this isn't a rain delay situation. It isn't a situation with weather, how it's impacted us. This is a pandemic, and I think they understand that we're trying to sort things out, and um, we'll try to reward them for that over time with proactive communication and a plan that works for everybody. That was Twins President Dave St. Peter with Joe Schmidt. St. Peter and Derek Falvey held a conference call with reporters on Thursday afternoon. There's been no reason to give any twin a coronavirus test at this point. Nobody has shown any symptoms. Some twins are back here. Some are staying in Florida, like Byron Buxton owns a place in Fort Myers. You know, he can rehab down there, continue his rehab, you know, after his offseason surgery. Guys like Rich Hill, you know, Rich owns property in New England, you know, the Boston area so he can go back there he's still on pace by the way Falvey said to be able to pitch in a game if we have games sometime midsummer like June mid-June late June although he's a lottery ticket I mean you could wait on Rich Hill no real reason to rush him back so yeah all is still a go in terms of Major League Baseball at this point but there are so many open-ended questions like will there be a draft there was a report Late Wednesday night from the Associated Press that there's talk of Major League Baseball not having an amateur draft this summer. I texted with Sean Johnson. I'll have him on the podcast at some point. Twins scouting director. He's heard everything. He's heard, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe it would be some sort of condensed draft. He's heard everything. He's just hunkering down, watching a lot of video. I mean, it's just, it is just so weird for so many people, not only in the sports industry, but across Society. I did a Skype interview earlier on Thursday with Nick Anderson, Rays reliever, Twin Cities resident, former Twins minor leaguer. I'll get him on the podcast at some point. You know, he's hunkering down in Port Charlotte, Florida, where the Rays train. You know, ideally for him, he's able to get to his regular season home in St. Petersburg, Florida, because it's a simple drive. But like we talked about, imagine if you're a player with the Cubs right now, and maybe you already got out of Mesa, but let's say you're in Mesa, Arizona, you want to get out. You know, would you hop on an airplane? Would you go to an airport? Would you drive? Let's say you live in Florida, even in California. Like, you know, for some guys, they might be stuck. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but they might be stuck where they are right now. In Nick's case, he'll be heading to his regular season home in St. Petersburg here in the coming days. But he said he's actually been going to Anytime Fitness. You know, he wipes down the equipment. There's really not anybody there. He's been going to a field by where he stays in Port Charlotte right now, just throwing against a net. 
you know, because he still needs to get his arm some action. You know, but he said, I mean, no surprise that it's been really, really weird. So we'll have Nick on at some point on a future Scoop podcast. All right, let's now transition to basketball. Local guys, Trey Jones. I saw Trey working out on Monday. He politely declined an interview, but he was working out with his older brother, J.D., who works at Training House in Egan. Trey looks phenomenal. Trey Jones, Apple Valley High School, ACC Player of the Year. Trey Jones, Daniel O'Toole of the Gophers, and Zeke Naji of Arizona all have submitted paperwork to the NBA Draft Advisory Board soliciting feedback. The idea is, hey, you know, can they tell them that, hey, you are pretty much guaranteed to go in the first round, you know, or, hey, we advise you to go back to school. But regardless, my expectation is those three go pro. Tyrell Terry at Stanford, I think he goes back for a sophomore year. I think Matthew Hurt at Duke, whether he goes back to Duke or some other school, I think he plays another collegiate year. But, yeah, I have every reason to believe that Oturu, Jones, and Najee all go pro. On Najee, I caught up with him the other day. We kept our six feet distance. We have a nice little setup with Channel 5, able to keep some distance but still conduct on-camera interviews. So I did an interview with Zeke Najee. Plus, while with Zeke, his younger sister Maya was at the house, so I caught up with her as well. Plus, I caught up the other day with Brian Cosgriff, the head coach of the Hopkins girls basketball team, 62 consecutive victories. So let me get to all three of those interviews. Let me start with my interview with NBA draft prospect, the Pac-12 Freshman of the year, first team all Pac-12, he is Zeke Naji, Arizona Wildcats. Zeke, we're talking here on Wednesday, March 18th. Normally, like, we would be on the eve of you making your NCAA tournament debut, or maybe it would be, you know, Friday, March 20th, but under normal circumstances, you would be either on an airplane right now, in a different city, getting ready to leave Tucson, for a different city to make your NCAA tournament sure. debut, something you've you've dreamed about for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you, how are you reacting right now, just with everything going on that that you don't have that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's a horrible way to end the season. It just felt like it was just cut short, like just just like came to abrupt stop. And uh, I mean, we had so many goals to make it to the tournament, especially at the beginning of the season. You know, we worked so hard over the summer and. Uh, in October, September, those times, and just to have it like cut short, just it's just horrible, you know. So you were in Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. I guess just take me through your week last week, you know, then going back to Tucson, and then the decision to come back home to Minnesota. Yeah, so um, we had flew out to Vegas for our first game against Washington, and uh, we gotten the win, and um, we had heard that there were some rumors about maybe canceling or postponing and we weren't really sure until the next morning we woke up and uh they had we had a meeting uh in our coach's room and he said that uh the the whole thing had been canceled and that no fans were coming nothing this whole thing was done and then a little bit later we heard that the ncaa tournament was done and so basically we just been told that our season was done and so uh a couple of guys not everyone a lot of guys chose to go back with their families straight from vegas but I, I took the bus, and we bust back with uh, me, Nico, Josh, and Chase, and we bust back to uh, Tucson. And then from there, uh, stayed for about a day and then realized that I should probably go back home with my family because school wasn't going to be starting for a while. So I went back with them, and, uh, yeah, now I'm here. <laughs> so, I mean, Sean Miller, the athletic department, they gave you the option. If you wanted to stay in Tucson, great, they'd take care of you. But if you wanted to go home, you could go home. Yeah, yeah. I don't think 
there's not many guys that are in Tucson right now. A lot of them, basically everyone from the team is uh, with their family right now. So, I mean, what's the norm now? Like, are you are you taking online classes? Are you on spring break right now? Yeah, I mean, during during the tournament and uh, during the Pac-12 tournament, we were on spring break. And so we kind of, um, instead of going back to classes and stuff, we have all online. And uh, it's kind of weird because the whole thing happened during spring break. And so everyone was already gone from campus. And so no one really just came back. Everyone just kind of stayed where they were or went to their families from where they were. So, yeah. But are you then going to take online classes and, like, just even just from, from a student standpoint, like, what's what's that like? Like, you're not used to online classes, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I am a little bit because uh, we, they, we made uh, – they're able to put me in a lot of online classes because of my travel schedule. Okay, good. And so, okay. yeah, so I have a lot of online classes. So, I mean, we just switched, we switched from mostly online to all online. So, I mean, it was a little bit different, but, I mean, it wasn't too much of a change for me personally because I'd already been doing that. As you look back at, at your season, did it work out about as good as it gets until everything we're dealing with now? But when you look at the body of work, everything you were able to accomplish... I mean, how happy are you? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely happy with what I had accomplished personally. But, I mean, I think that as a team, I think that we could have had a better season. I mean, we always try to go undefeated. But, I mean, that's that's not always going to happen. There were some ups and downs. But I think that we weren't as consistent as we needed to be. But, uh, I mean, I think that we really started to click towards the end. And I thought that we really were going to make a run in the tournament. But, I mean, it didn't get to happen. On an individual level, like, remind me of all the – you know, accolades. I mean, you know, I, I was losing track of, you know, whether it was, you know, among the best freshmen in the country, best freshmen in the conference, the best freshman in the conference. Like, take me through. I, I couldn't even keep track of all the accolades you received. Yeah, I think I received uh, Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, uh, First Team All Freshman, um, uh, First Team All Conference, then First Team All District. And I think there are a couple other ones, but I mean, I think those were the big ones, yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest would be freshman of the year in the Pac-12 when you think about all the great freshmen. Like, I think about somebody you know well, Tyrell Terry, the year he had at Stanford. Your teammate, Nico Mannion, right? Like, so many good freshmen. The kids at Washington, right? Like, so many good freshmen in the Pac-12. What does that honor mean to you? I mean, mean, it's incredibly humbling. I give all the thanks and praise to the Most High because without him, I wouldn't be where I am today. I mean, he blessed me with a... a very healthy season, hadn't been hurt, and I had in the past uh, suffered, suffered some ankle injuries. So not to have that this year was, uh, I was very grateful and uh, give all praise to him. But I mean, credit to my teammates and my coaches for putting me in a great position and uh, just going up against some of those guys. I uh, went up against like uh, Big O, uh, Isaiah Stewart. They're also great freshmen and to be able to win the award over them uh, is truly humbling and I'm very thankful. So it was a great overall experience playing with all those new guys on the Wildcats, playing for Sean Miller. Like, there were times, I'll be honest, Zeke, I'm, like, watching you. I'd be like, I want him to touch the ball more. I want more shots. Like, I know how good he is. Like, I want him to shoot the ball more and touch the ball more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there were some times. There were some rough times. Like I said, we weren't as consistent as I think we should have been. But, um, I mean, I really did feel like that in the end we were starting to click, and I think that, if we were given the chance to finish the season, I think that we would have had a great finish. What's it been like the last few days? I mean, are you 
Are you on FaceTime with, with your teammates and with Coach Miller, Skype? I mean, what's what's life like right now being, you know, isolated here at home? Yeah, I mean, it's it's surreal. I mean, I think that I've been texting a lot with them and uh, haven't been working out, just been resting and recovering from the season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just rest, eating a lot, trying to put on the weight that I lost from the season. Otherwise, yeah, I've just been texting, uh, FaceTiming with them, and, yeah. So, I mean, how much weight did you lose during the season? I actually only lost about five pounds. Okay. I thought it was, thought it was going to be more, but, I mean, it wasn't that much. So, I mean, now I just got to put on that weight. So how long will you, you know, rest in recovery here for for a few days and then get right back at it here pretty quick? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to rest, uh, sleep, eat, all that stuff for about a week and then go straight back into working out. Which is still sort of up in the air. I mean... You know, you can do some stuff here at home, outside here at home, but, like, even the idea of, you know, do you have a gym that you can go to and a trainer you can work with? I mean, do you have plans for that, or is that still sort of up in the air? Yeah, I have I have access. To, we have access to a gym that we can go and work out at. And, uh, I mean, we're not going to be, like, working out with other people. It's just going to be more uh, just by ourselves. But we, anything we can do just to stay in shape and ready. When it comes to the future, I mean, you know, do you know what the future holds for you? Uh, not yet. I mean, me and my parents have been talking a lot about it, but uh, we haven't come to any decisions yet. And so, I mean, we're going to see what the next couple of weeks has in store for us. I mean, it's hard not to think, though, that, you know, we talked about your body of work and you want to take advantage when, when you can. I mean, it's hard not to think of you being a, a high NBA pick. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, I mean, we haven't come to that decision yet. I mean, there's a lot of things we still have to talk about and look at before we can come to that kind of decision because it's a very big decision. And uh, we're just uh, continuing to talk and pray about it, really. I mean, the way you played, do you feel like if you made that decision that, that you're in a good spot to get to that next level? Yeah, I definitely think that if I was to make the decision to go to the next level, um, I would have to have had a good season and I think that I would have a good chance of uh, getting drafted high. I mean, and, you know, just thinking about, like, the next handful of months, like, you know, will, will there be a pre-draft combine? Will there be the opportunity to go visit teams and work out for teams? And there's just so much that's that's unanswerable at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the whole NBA has even been stopped. And, uh, I don't know, hopefully things are going to be pushed back and they're still going to be uh, – a draft relatively soon. Where do you need to get better? You know, whether it's sophomore year at Arizona or at the next level, where do you need to improve your game? Definitely, I would say that um, getting a more consistent three-point shot, uh, working on my ball handling, and uh, just continuing to be more versatile. But no doubt in your mind that you're going to get there. Like, you know, we talked about this last time we chatted. Like, think about where you were just as recently as, like, 10th grade year at Hopkins. Yeah compared to now right so like you know put the work in the results are going to follow definitely i mean i think that if you just work really hard you put your head down and just focus on just being the best that you can work hard and pray about it um i mean the rest will take care of itself now that your season at arizona is complete you know just everything you experienced just to reaffirm i mean and we talked about this last time but now that the the full season is done I mean, you had so many options. You could have gone to so many different schools, but your decision to, to head to Tucson to play for Arizona, I mean, just everything you experienced yeah. on the court, off the court, 
just A plus. I mean, no regrets. Yeah, definitely no regrets at all. I mean, Coach Miller is a great coach, and uh, I definitely, definitely cherish the memories and uh, the experiences that I had there, and I uh, think that they'll help me in the future. Were you able to track Hopkins a little bit, see that they won their section? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was really happy that they surprised that they didn't play uh, Wyzetta in the championship, but uh, happy that they made it to state. Sadly, though, they couldn't uh, finish that. Yeah, I mean, I was over there last, I guess it would have been Friday, talking to Coach and to Kerwin, and I know they wanted a chance to play Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie was was the powerhouse this year, yep. you know, the the big time favorite in in four A Eastview was was really good too. But I know that that your guys at Hopkins just really wanted the chance, at least just to play it out. Oh yeah, yeah. East uh, Eden Prairie was really good this year. I mean, they were undefeated, and uh, I know that I was talking to some of the guys on Hopkins that they really they were really itching to play them. I mean, speaking of that, I mean, you know, are you are you in pretty constant you know dialogue with with Kerwin? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were really close when we played, and uh, still are very close. And I don't know. I mean, definitely talked to him a lot and gave him encouragement. We talked back and forth. He's uh, encouraging me in my season. So, yeah. I mean, what sort of resource are you? Is he, you know, he's one of the best players to not have made a decision yet. Like, we don't know where he's going to play next year. Yeah. What sort of resource are you just to answer any number of questions he might have? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, just. Do what feels comfortable for you. Don't feel like you have to please one person or the other. But uh, really just whatever feels right for you in your heart, just go with that. How much pride do you take? I mean, I brought up Tyrell Terry's name. You know, like it's possible depending on what happens with the draft. But like Trey Jones, ACC Player of the Year, right? Daniel Oturu, first-round pick. You, you know, depending on what takes place with Tyrell. And, you know, Matthew Hurt is is an NBA draft prospect. Like, that's a lot of guys. And, you know, even like a guy like McKinley Wright's going to make money at some point yeah. playing professionally. Like, so many guys from Minnesota, you know, performing at such a high level. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota is definitely on the rise in basketball. I mean, I think people are starting to take a lot more notice that people from Minnesota can really hoop. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't. It hasn't always been like that, but definitely it's on the rise. Even like Jalen Suggs, Chet Holmgren, I mean, all those guys, like, they're nationally ranked and they're really good. And so... Yeah, how about some of the D one guys? Just looking at your your most recent AAU program that were, you know, a year below you, like guys like Dawson Garcia yeah. and Ben Carlson. Yeah. I mean, you competed against those guys. How good are those guys? Yeah, I mean, they're they're amazing. And uh, even Dawson is going to McDonald's All American game. I mean, so I mean that's huge. And uh, two guys from Minnesota going there this year. That's uh, incredible. So Minnesota basketball is definitely on the rise. It's just crazy again, though that. Yeah, I mean, you say going to the McDonald's All-American game, but unfortunately the game's been canceled. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there presumably will be a 2021 McDonald's game and a 2022, but the 2020 McDonald's All-American game is is canceled. I mean, it just, is it hard to wrap just your arms around just everything going on? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because, like, something like this really hasn't happened before. And just, like, how everything just seems to be shutting down is, is crazy. I mean, what sort of just precautions are you taking i mean pretty much just stay here at home until you know you have a chance to go to a gym and at the gym it'll just be you and your trainer yeah yeah i mean just staying here at home wash your hands staying extra clean uh just being very mindful of what i'm doing and who i'm around future nba first round pick zeke naji the pride of hopkins high school and the university of arizona i brought up the name kerwin walton with zeke zeke's 
former high school teammate Kerwin is uncommitted at this point. So many schools want Kerwin, including the Gophers. He went to a bunch of Gophers games going back the last couple months. The Gophers presumably will have two open scholarships. Oturu leaves, he goes pro. Then they have another that's currently open. The Gophers would happily take a commitment from Kerwin. The buzz is that the Gophers are looking for a small forward and a big man, but they're also in a position where you're not going to turn down talent like DJ Carton, former Buckeyes point guard, an Iowa kid, is in the transfer portal. Yeah, the Gophers are calling on all these guys. Like, I went back and forth with Ryan James. I mean, Ryan is the foremost expert in Minnesota when it comes to basketball recruiting. I said to Ryan on social media, I said, Ryan, over under 25 transfer guys that the Gophers touch base on. Because at this point, it's like five, six, seven. There's a big man from Loyola, a big man from Wichita. There's a small forward, a wing type from Virginia Tech. I just mentioned the guard from Ohio State. Like they're reaching out on all these guys. They tried on Kobe King before Kobe landed with my guy Fred Hoiberg in Lincoln at Nebraska, like the Gophers, you know, Patino and his staff, I mean, they're just sitting at home. I'm sure they're grinding on tape, you know, but they're also like, they got all this free time. Sure, Patino's got his kids and what have you, but, you know, the staff has all this free time. You're going to reach out on all these transfers. Why not? So I told Ryan, or I asked Ryan, over under 25 transfer guys they touch base on, he took the under slightly. He thinks it'll be over 20, under 25. Point is, when you see tweets in the coming days and weeks of of a guy entering the transfer portal, just keep in mind, there's a good chance the Gophers will reach out on that guy. All right, Zeke's younger sister is Maya Najee. She's one of the best big women in the country in high school. She's one of the best sophomores in the country. She is class of 2022. She already holds 16 Division I offers. Lindsey Whalen, the Gophers, for example, would love to have her. Unfortunately, her season came to an end after they beat Stillwater in the state semifinals, the 4A semifinals. They were supposed to play Farmington last weekend for the state championship, but that did not happen. While catching up with Zeke, I also caught up with Maya. Here's my conversation with Maya Naji of Hopkins High School. Maya, what's it like for you? Like, you know, we're sitting here on Wednesday afternoon. Normally, you'd be in school right now, as far as I know. I think Hopkins spring break is is scheduled for actually a couple weeks from now like normally you'd be in class right now like what's life like right now for you um it's kind of crazy i've never had this much free time in my entire life like ever since i started playing basketball and like school and all that it's been a lot so like to like just be like at home and like just have free time it's surreal i guess are you also cherishing the opportunity to spend more time with dad and the rest of the family? Yeah, for sure, especially since Zeke's home now. So, like, it's it's awesome to be able to spend time with my family and just chill at home. Yeah, I mean, what's it like just spending this extra time with Zeke this this time that, I mean, heck, you thought he'd be playing in the NCAA tournament right now. Who knows? Maybe you guys were going to all go as a family, go watch him play in the NCAA tournament, yet you guys are sitting here at, at home. Yeah, it's crazy. I was really looking forward to being able to – we were actually going to go – watch the NCAA tournament so it's crazy that he's here at home now and not playing anymore season's over like I feel like it went by really fast just watching it on TV and seeing how quickly all the games are over so does it seem like almost forever ago that you guys I guess it would have been what you guys beat Stillwater in the semifinals which really wasn't that long ago what 
six days ago, but yeah, does it seem like that was like forever ago? Yeah, it seems like it was been a, it's been a long time since I've played basketball with Hopkins, and I really miss it a lot, honestly. And we had made a really good run, and we were making history, like with our undefeated record. So like to be one one game away from winning the championship, I mean it's kind of sad, but we cherished the memories, and it was a fun journey along the way. You can still though look at what the sixty-two game winning streak. I mean, truthfully, you guys beat Farmington in their gym in the regular season. So I get it. You weren't able to play the game on Saturday night, you know, to be officially crowned for a champion. But can you can you at least, you know, look at those accomplishments and say, okay, you know, we did accomplish a lot, even if we didn't get to play that championship game? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, we did beat them, like, at home, at their home gym. Like, but... I feel like it's not the same as being able to be on the Williams Arena floor and, like, winning the championship and getting the medals and, like, taking the pictures and, like, the interviews and all that. It's not the same, but, like, I definitely cherish the memories we had along the way. And, like, all our seniors that are graduating, I'm definitely going to miss them a lot next year. We still have a lot of talent returning next year. And we're it's probably made us a lot hungrier to be able to get back to that position since we're going to be missing most of our teammates, but, like... We also fell short, so like we're definitely more determined. Are you ready to step up in a, in a leadership role next for sure. year? For sure, yeah. I'm definitely ready to step up and be a leader next year since I'll be one of the veterans. It's my junior year, so I have to definitely be a role model for the younger kids and like, yeah, just continue to carry, uh, carry the tradition at Hopkins of hard work and like make sure to instill that in the younger players as well. Take me back to the meeting, I guess it would have been what last Friday when when Coach Kaz, I was talking to Kaz on on Friday, and I think he sent you guys all a, a message. You were probably in class, and it was like, you need to get to this room immediately. Mm-hmm. I guess pick up pick up the story from, from that point when you got that text message from Kaz. Yeah, I was sitting in class with one of my teammates. We were in Spanish class, and I, um, I pulled out my phone, and I saw he said, come to the film room right now. I'm like, what? And then I had... Um, also, in our other group chat without the coaches, um, one of our teammates texted a screenshot of like one of the high school, Minnesota high school league workers or something like that. He said the state tournament's canceled. And I'm like, what? Like, we were going to play the next day. Like, we had everything planned out. We had the scouting report and all that. We had watched film. And, like, then we walked down. We're kind of like, no, this is not happening. It's not happening. It's going to be postponed. Like, it's okay. We're going to, it's okay. We're going to find a way. And, like, he told us, yeah, it's canceled, and, like, I walked in the room, and Paige and KK, our two seniors on varsity, were just sobbing. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. What was it like telling your Spanish teacher, hey, I, I, I just need to walk out of here <laughs> Yeah, she was like, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I was like, I'm probably not going to be back for a little while. She's like, that's fine, go ahead. And, I mean, yeah, so Paige, and it just, it had to be, like, I think about even being, this seems like forever ago, but... I was over seeing you guys on Monday morning when Paige wins the, the Gatorade National Player of the Year award, which, again, I'm telling you, feels like it was forever ago. But, like, the highest of highs to, you know, on Friday getting the news that you guys did. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Honestly, I feel like we had a lot more left to give. And, like, sitting there in that room, we're all just, like, shocked because we we know, we know, like, in our mind, we would have, just put it all on the line. It was our last game, last game with Paige, last game with our like original group, I guess. So 
it's kind of disappointing, but, like, at the same time, we know that we should be proud of ourselves for the run we had, and, like, we're going to continue on our undefeated run next year, too. It's not over. On page, she finds out last night, maybe not surprisingly, but she finds out she's Miss Basketball. How happy are you for her? I'm really proud of her. She's just been, like, a great player. Like, her whole high school career has been amazing. Like, she's been, like, a legend. <laughs> it's crazy to see all the attention she's getting. Like, she deserves it all, too, because she's worked super hard, like, playing varsity in eighth grade and, like, just working her way up and continuing to be, like, the biggest role on the offense and, like, scoring. And also, like, her senior year she took over, not just scoring but, like, passing and making other people better. So I think it's really cool to see all her hard work pay off. She definitely deserves it. Yeah. I mean, can you – I mean, there are lessons to be learned there. The way she's conducted herself, the way she adjusted her game. I mean, are there certain things you can look at and say, okay, I'm going to have to do some – some comparable things here my junior and senior year yeah for sure like just seeing how she was able to like welcome all the younger kids into our program and like make sure that they're being i guess included in everything we do so like next year obviously it'll have to be a bigger scoring threat and then senior year i'm gonna try and be doing like more passing like pace like just trying to carry on the tradition i guess and like also seeing how she deals with all her fans i think it's cool how she like makes time for everybody, makes her take all the pictures, sign all the autographs, do everything they, they want to, because, like, it's cool. Because she understands, like, when she was younger, she was in that same position looking up to the other older kids. So, like, I want to be able to do that, too. Is it 16 offers right now that you have? Yeah, yeah, 16 offers. I mean, I don't know if there's such a thing as a positive right now, but just that much more time to dive into what all these programs have to offer yeah for sure i'm taking this time to like call coaches and stuff and like making sure i continue to build relationships with them because then i can learn more about who they are as a program and how i might be able to fit into their program as well so i mean is it all 16 or are there certain ones that you look at and say i want to talk to that coach a little bit more um i'm giving everyone equal opportunity now i haven't narrowed down my decision so I'm making sure I give every coach time because they're taking time out of their day to recruit me, so I have to be respectful of that. So, I mean, just how cool is it that you haven't even played your junior year yet? Like, normally that's when things really pick up. Like, think about where Zeke was in your position, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit different boys and girls, but still. And, like, to have all the offers you do, like, how much how much pride do you take in that? Um, It's definitely really humbling. I just give all the glory to the Most High. Like, without him, I know I would not have any of this. And, like, to look back... To the younger Maya, like when I was four years old, started playing basketball. I remember like my first memory, like going to basketball camp at Lakeville North High School, and it was for um, the coach said kindergartners through first grade over here, and I was in preschool, and I was like, where do I go? He's like, you don't know what grade you're in. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just go with the kindergartners. So like seeing like all the hours I put on the driveway outside in the hoop out there with Zeke playing one on one, like pushing me super hard to a point where, like, I'm crying, you know, like, just made me so much better, and, like, I'm so grateful for, like, the work I've put in and, like, all the people who have helped me get here, like, my parents, like, all the AAU tournaments traveling around the country. So, like, to see all the hard work pay off, I'm just super grateful for it and all the people who have helped me along the way. Maya Naji, for the record, she's getting closer to beating Zeke one-on-one, but not quite there yet. Maya's coach the last couple years was Brian Cosgriff. Will Brian be Maya's coach next year? Well, that's toward the end of this conversation. His daughter just graduated. 
coaching basketball in high school is a full-time job. It's a ton of hours. It'll be interesting to see if Brian Cosgriff is back as Hopkins girls coach next year. Here's my conversation from late last week, but all the talkers are still applicable. My conversation with Brian Cosgriff. And again, stay till the end where he addresses his future. Cos, take me back to the moment this morning when you found out that that you wouldn't be playing Farmington tomorrow night. Well, I had been in the film room since about 6.30, and uh, we had a scouting report put together, and we'd broken down film and made clips of everything and putting together our practice plan for this afternoon, itinerary for tomorrow, and then all of a sudden I got this uh, text from a friend of mine that says, you're canceled. And then probably a minute and a half later, a big red thing from the state high school, he came across my phone saying, due to unforeseen circumstances, that we're canceling the tournament. And at that point, I texted the girls, and I said, you need to get up to the film room right now. I don't care what you're doing. This is very important. Leave class. Get up here. And then probably a minute and a half later, our athletic director, Dan Johnson, came into the room and explained how things were going to work. Undoubtedly, the temperature in the room, I mean, just a lot of tears. Oh, when the girls all came, I mean, it was a kick in the gut. It just was. I mean, you think about it. We're 30-0, and 0, and we're playing a really good team, but a team we had beaten. And you know what? And I would rather lose this game, to be honest with you, than to have it nothing. I just would. And at least if you lose the game, you know you're going down swinging. Now everyone's going to be going, what if? You know, what if this happened or what if that happened? And I feel like, you know, with the announcement of the governor that they want people to stay in school and all that sort of thing, let's throw it up in one of our gyms with the same thing. If we're allowed to go to school and we're allowed to practice... Why can't we play this thing? Let's let's do it. I get why they're saying no, but yet it's still not easy to swallow. And there's not one person to blame, and there's not this or that. I mean, you're just angry about it. At least I am. And my players are, too. I mean, have you thought about it? I mean, this is one heck of a setup here at Lindbergh. Are you friends with the Farmington coach? I mean, what about a phone call? Well, Liz and I are very good friends, and she's an amazing coach, and she's done a great job of turning that program around. And we would go to Farmington, too. We just want to play. We want to decide how the game goes. At least I do. I haven't talked to her or anything like that. But I just think, you know, and I get why we're not doing it. I get the lawsuits and all that sort of thing. But still, it's it's hard pill to swallow. It really is. I mean, it, what I told the kids is it's not about the wins and the losses. It's, it's about the journey you have and the accomplishments you make with others. And you've had a great year. Um, and they accepted that, but it still hurts. Is there as tough as the pill is to swallow? You did go to Farmington and beat them earlier this year. Is there some comfort in, in knowing that you have that victory over the team that you would have played for the championship? Well, you know, I, I guess some. I mean, but it was so early on in the year, and I'm sure both teams are a lot different from then. But at the same point in time, you just still want to play. I mean, you know, we went to that game on Wednesday with um, Cambridge Isani, 
And just the fun of riding the bus over there and checking in and walking in this big stadium and going down the locker room and getting the spiel from the tournament hosts and, you know, just walking up and look at this big place. I mean, it's so much fun. It really is. And we've been fortunate enough to do it a lot, but yet, you know, when you get that taken away from you, you never want to take it for granted. I mean, we've been fortunate to go there a lot. Schools like Cambridge, I say, that was their first time in a long time. And I don't think Farmington, I may be wrong, but I don't think Farmington's been there. And now they're in the championship and it gets taken away. Or the Eden Prairie boys, they've had an amazing year. Um, They get that taken away. Or Hopkins boys, you know, they, they had a great year too, and now they can't play. It's just really unfortunate. I mean, you had to be thinking, after, I mean, everything that took place yesterday, yet you guys are playing with fans in the stands. You had to be thinking, okay, once we got through Thursday, of course we're going to play Saturday. Or am I wrong in thinking that? No, I thought that. I really did. And I thought they had a nice system worked out where each player got four tickets, and you're getting 200 people there. We're going to throw it up and settle it. And people could watch it on TV. I mean, I really thought that was the way it was going to go. And I don't know what happened that changed their mind or anything like that. But I will tell you this. Uh, I'm sure they made tough decisions. I, talk, I spoke with Lisa Lissamore on the phone, and she explained things to me, and it really came above her even. So, you know, we accept it. doesn't mean you got to like it, but those are some things that happen in life that, you know, you can't explain, but you live with it. How about the roller coaster of the week? which seems like forever ago, but I was here on Monday morning as Paige Beckers gets the Gatorade National Player of the Year Award, the highest of highs on Monday, to how she must be feeling right now. Well, she was a mess. I mean, she was in tears. She was angry. Um, there wasn't really any consoling her. Um, you know, I texted Coach Ariyama. I said uh, he was going to come out. And I said, you know, don't bother right now. They're only allowing so many people in and... I don't think I can get you tickets. And I said, I, I want 36 more minutes with her, and then she's yours. Take good care of her. And he texted back. He said, sorry about this. He said, you know, I only hope I can win as many games as you did with her. And that was really thoughtful. And that's kind of class act he is. So, I mean, it's just been a, uh, really a unique situation. Will you be back next year? I don't know. I'm, you know, got to sit down and talk with my daughter and my, my family and think about, you know, what's going on. I mean, it's a pretty hard question to ask right now, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I ask just because I can't imagine this is the way you want it to end. You know, there's always going to be a tough way to go out. There is. Never the way you really truly want it, but the relationships I have with my former players and Got a call from Sydney Coffee this morning, and she won three state championships. And you know, trying to console and that sort of thing, or the nice stuff I read on Facebook. It's about the relationships and not the winning and losing. And so, you know, you just try to figure it out. A Minnesota high school basketball coaching icon, Brian Cosgriff of the Hopkins girls basketball team. Head coach Brian Cosgriff, whether he's back next year remains to be seen. I talked to him on Friday. I mean, just think about everything that's changed since Friday, just six days later. Like at that point, 
we weren't aware of just, you know, limiting gatherings of 10 or less people, six feet of distance between people. Like, there was a thought last Friday morning, like, why not at that point? Obviously, he knew they weren't playing the championship game, but there was a thought like a week ago. Like, it was a week ago that Hopkins played Farmington. That game actually took place. It was on 45 TV. Heck, there were there were fans in the stands just one week ago. And just to think about everything that's changed since, it really is unbelievable. All right, stay safe, stay strong, stay sane, which is a challenge for many of us being cooped up in the house. Hopefully this provided some sort of distraction for at least a few minutes. We are done. This has been Scoop Podcast Episode 290. At the Home Depot, we have Black Friday savings all through November. And with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear. Although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays. When people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much. When you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Here are three good reasons to rent a Peloton bike or Bike Plus. That's right, rent. One, just one low monthly fee gives you access to thousands of classes. Two, pay month to month with zero commitment. Three, it's easier to stick to a fitness routine when you enjoy it. No wonder our research in March 2022 found that 70% of Peloton members work out more than they did before joining. Learn more about renting at OnePeloton.com. Peloton, motivation that moves you. Only available within the eligible delivery radius. Terms apply.